What's up, everybody? This is The Greatest Show on Dirt, Monday, September 11, 2017. This is Quentin. Your star, Courtney. I got in before you. The star of the show, Courtney. She did. The star of the show. And my co-host. I'll tell you what. Oh, I'm the co-host now? (laughs) And my co-host, Mr. Quentin McCree. Thank you for the introduction. No I have, if anyone, well, if anyone listened to the first episode, they know that I probably got demoted real quick as we just finished week one of the NFL season and I'm like the quarterback and everyone's like, Ooh, is he, is that quarterback on the hot seat? When are they going to start the rookie? Right. Are you the rookie? And now they're starting you in my place? No. So what's uncomfortable and awkward about this situation is that they actually started the second string first in this instance, Wait, which is you. Did you just buy up my company, Sweet Bee Studios? Um... I'm actually the parent company that was behind it all, and you didn't know. I'm not. I'm no sellout. Plot twist. I've been in charge the whole time. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. This is it. This is going to be a good show. We just want to start off, I guess, by thinking, thanking everybody that listened to the first go. We uh, shared it on Facebook, shared it on Instagram. A lot of kind words, very humbling words, because yeah. um, this is a lot to, like, upload and say words. And there was a lot of um, everyone seemed to like it. Everyone took the time to listen. They got the code word at the end of it. Yeah. I, so I got a lot of blues. I did too. Sent yeah. to it. So um, listen, it takes a lot of work to string words together that actually make sense into a sentence. And sometimes we both struggle to do that. So the fact that we got so many great reviews from people saying, "Hey, you guys are semi funny. <laughs> you semi make sense." And I may or may not listen to the next episode. Has been. A really positive and overwhelming response. So, like Quentin said, we just want to thank everybody for actually listening yes, to 50 yes. minutes of us talking nonsense. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, my brother. We're going to have him on the show. Um, shout out to uh, my aunt and uncle, Greg and Laura. You know who you are. They're a couple Cardinals fans. Um, they listen to the show as well. My buddy Chris Davis, he listened to the show as well. So shout out to him. Yeah, Sam. And uh, to the show. yeah, my buddy, our buddy Sam, listened to Your it. Buddy Sam. Yeah, my buddy Sam, <laughs> Sam Rushing. Sam, I hear you out there, buddy. Thank you for listening to my show. He's We're best friends friend. now, dude. Did we just become best friends? No. I think we might have. He he might be. I mean, these are all of our award winning listeners out Your there. Best I'm so man, excited Chris. for. But yeah, Chris, he listened to it. My sister Amanda listened to it. Also, a shout out to my cousin Josh, Josh McCree. <laughs> Marion Batting Cages, 1995, Bronco League All-Stars. You know who you are. We were probably two of the best players to ever come out of Marion, Illinois. I don't think so. Absolutely. We were. I mean, we have, a, we have a street named after us, McCree Road, Heron, Illinois. Google map it. The proof's in the pudding. And also, my mom, she, uh, she also listened to the podcast as well. And she was listening to it, and then she messaged me, and she said, Quentin, I've listened to your podcast, but you won't stop, and it's playing again, and I want you to stop, and I can't get you to be quiet, which is basically (laughs) the story of my life, if anyone's ever met me. So also, thank you to the two of them as well. I think my sister listened to it, but she didn't tell me she did. Cece listened to it, uh, Yankees pitcher. Cece Zabathia, exactly, which I guess. That might have been a lie, but... You know, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. We'll let you figure out if I'm telling the truth or not. Well, we'll have him on as an interview soon. Soon, (laughs) I think soon. Yeah, pretty, yeah. Because... We're waiting for his people to get back to our people. Yeah, yeah. In the meantime, you know, actually, they sent me a letter. I've got it right here. I don't know what it means, Mm -hmm. but I think it says cease and desist. Oh, that's... Is that that what that means? Yeah, no, so what that means... Is that a request for a conversation? No, what that means is... We're just waiting to get his calendar. 
for us to find an available time okay. to speak to him. Well, why does it say no closer than 500 feet? I think they're saying, like, we're no closer than 500 feet away from making a decision on when he can Oh, come so that's, like, must be a sports term that I'm not familiar with. Yeah. Because I've never worked in a baseball office. I've only played baseball. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I was thinking of well, all... Let, yeah, let me um, maybe shed some light and fill in the gaps there because I um, have more knowledge on this, that's, I want to say. That's so good, that's good. what that means is that they're just... Slowly but surely, uh, with the postseason looming, they're just really busy and they just want to make sure that he has the availability in his calendar to really set the a right amount of time for us that we need um, to make the successful interview. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Now, but there's a couple places on here for a signature. I see your last name, uh-huh. a second last name, and then someone with the last name Lawyer. I don't, we don't have a person with the last name Lawyer. In our office. Is it, it, let me ask you I this. don't know what that means either. It, it, does it start with an L? It starts with an L. Yeah, I know that man. And, okay. Um, he's just one of CC's uh, representatives. Okay. So I know that that's misleading. So you're protecting the interests of the company, right? Yes. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. I knew when I, I, I brought you on my team mm-hmm. that, um, you know, we didn't do a background check or anything. Yeah, I told you it was unnecessary. Definitely not a drug test. That right. was going to cost extra money. Right, exactly. And I told you um, that was unnecessary. I said, you my did tell me good. it was unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you unloaded your carry-on, your bag, there was a crowbar and duct tape, and you told me you was just to not ask questions and to keep it moving. Okay. Well, we're going to keep it moving here. And since you did mention pitching, yes. we're going to talk about. I, I guess okay. Let's talk about the Cleveland Indians first. Okay. Because they've now just won 18 games in a row. No big deal. 18 games in a row. That's only been done one other time since 1961. The same year Roger Maris hit 61 home runs. That's oh, wow. how long ago that was. I mean, I think in 1961 you still had to climb a telephone pole to make a phone call, like Probably. on Green Acres. That's how long this has been. The last team to do it, the 2 Athletics went 20 in a row. Wow. And baseball, what makes this so impressive is baseball is one of those sports to where – you just don't go out and bust off 18 wins in a row because I feel like in a baseball game, there are a lot of moving parts. There is. So, for example, like a lot of moving pieces. A starting pitcher can throw 100 pitches a game, which means for him to succeed, he has to do the exact same thing 100 times. So, or to, a variation. And, and then of that. if you have, exactly, so if you have five starting pitchers that do that over 18 games, that sort of consistency is crazy. And then on top of that, like fielders make errors. Other teams have pitchers with really good nights. Yep. They you run into like Kansas City specials, like bloop singles, to where yeah. just stuff happens Errors, in baseball anything, yeah. where there are so many variables. Even you know what? I read The Cubs Way by Tom Verducci. If you're the best team in baseball, you still only have a 12% chance to win the World Series. So this 18 literally, if you are the best team in baseball, your chances to win the World Series are about 12%. That seems low. Baseball is such a hard sport yeah. to win at. Yeah. That's why you don't get a lot of Save your Yankees teams from, you know, the golden era of baseball than yeah. the early, you know, the late 90s, not with 98, 99, 2000, where they won three and four out of five total. Yeah, a, a lot. You just don't get a lot of that. I mean, you had your 116-win Mariners in 01. Maybe didn't even make it past the NLDS because I think the Yankees knocked them off. You know what this says to me? That the Indians are like, wait, wait a second. Don't forget about us. Like, don't count us out. Do you want to know what I think it is? Hmm. Corey Kluber leads that pitching staff. And he loved and Corey he, like, Kluber brought everyone to his level. 
I think that's what he. I think that's what he absolutely does. Which I think that's a lot of what Jake Arrieta did in a Chicago Cub when he was a Cub because like his fitness regimen, taking care of himself. Jason Hamill came into the 2016 season slim and trim and more in shape than he ever was. And Corey Kluber, Trevor Bauer since the All Star break. So Trevor Bauer's like. He was he was a first round pick. His career ERA is probably about four point four. Yeah. You would look at the guy and be like, oh, whatever. He's your fourth or fifth starter. Whatever. We got him right. He spent thirty thousand dollars on this scientific pitching equipment for him to analyze his throws so he could so throw he like, like Corey, Corey Kluber. Kluber. Yeah, yeah, so he, yeah. Because Corey Kluber, Corey Kluber has per fan graphs the best pitch in the past decade, right. which is his slider. Yeah. Okay. Trevor Bauer, since the All-Star break, is 6-1 and one with a sub-3 ERA. You've got him. I've got numbers in front of me right now of during the Cleveland Indians win streak. Here's what you've got. Trevor Bauer has a 3.38 ERA. Corey Kluber, 2.05. Carlos Carrasco, 0.78 ERA over 23 innings. Wow. Mike Clevenger, no ERA <laughs> over 18 innings. No big deal. Then they, nothing. Then they have some guy named Ryan Merritt. 12 innings, 0.75 ERA. What? Those guys have made two, three, and four starts. That's insane. Their starting that's pitching is at it. That's what it is. Yeah. Fangraph, Fangraph said historically their war, wins above replacement for their pitching staff, is the best in at least probably the past two decades. That's how many wins this pitching staff gives their team right now. And I don't really feel like it goes noticed as much. I mean, I, I think it gets noticed, but You're it's not 100% like anybody's right. like writing home about You're it. You're 100% right because Chris Sales got all the attention. He came out of the yeah, gate boo. super strong. I, I like Chris Sales. He's a fun pitcher yeah, to watch. Like he throws like Randy Johnson. He is so fun to watch. Yeah. But to watch Corey Kluber slider with its, its horizontal movement, movement yeah. it looks like a video game as if Terry Francona's in the dugout. Turning Le- the ball from the yes, dugout. Yes, yes. Everyone remembers when they're a kid playing Super like Nintendo or Sega and like you're playing a race car game and you're like you're turning yeah. the remote when yeah. you're hitting left. That's and what I, his ball's I doing. Think, exactly. And I think Tito's in the dugout going, I got him, I got him. Yeah. And then that ball, He's like, like laughing. He, Corey will throw to a lefty and that ball starts out right and it goes all the way to the left and they just swing and miss. He's That's got a fastball. He's got a fastball that comes out of his right hand. Goes to the left and then comes back to the right and catches the plate. Does he ever lose control? Corey Kluber has excellent command. His I mean, he's, he doesn't ever like wild out and like hit somebody like radically. He'll give up That's a home run, which is juice ball type stuff when right. you talk about the juice ball theory, which yeah. we can get into in one episode. But his command is on point. That's and even more impressive. All this Cleveland thing has, you're 100% right, went under the radar mostly because of Chris Sale, which we'll jump into the Cy Young race in a second. But during this streak, the Indians are running at a plus 89 run differential, so they've scored 121 runs and only allowed, allowed 32. Their starters during the 18-game run are 16-0 and with a 1.89 ERA. Wow. And so, and, and if you even look at that number to say that a team can, that their starters can get 16 decisions over 18 games, is just huge because huge. that tells you your starters are going into the game, six, seven good innings, and then your bullpen's pitching well. You're not losing a lot of decisions, which is huge. Where are they in the standings right now? <laughs> That's a very good question. They just passed the Astros. They're they one did. game up on them, which is crazy. That is because so crazy. A month no one ago, thought that was going to happen. If you take exactly a month ago, they yeah. were... The Astros were 10 games up on them, mm-hmm. and the Astros at one point were scoring double-digit runs multiple times a week. But 
you know what? And if now the Indians, Indians ran them down. Yeah, but you know what? If ran you're the Indians, down. you're thinking like, yes, this is exactly what we want, right? Because we're coming in at the end and we're coming in on such a high streak and a high note. That's the momentum you want going into the postseason if they make it. <laughs> They're dangerous. This is what they, you know, last year they won 14 in a row and this is what they did. They do, they dominated the playoffs last year on the way to the World Series. Yeah, I think they're kicking it. So what do you think? Do you think they'll represent the AL in the World Series? Do you think this is enough? No, I don't think they'll represent the AL. Who do you think will take the American League? You think the Astros still with Verlander and all what they have? You know, I don't follow the AL as well as I should anymore. Um, I don't know. I don't think I don't think I know yet. I think it's still too early to tell. I'm not really the bold prediction type, so I think that it's too early for me to tell. Let. Talk to me maybe first week of the postseason. Whenever that's true, because with baseball down. everything can change. It changes you know? so much. Who knows with these injuries happening? Who knows with whose pitching is going to fall apart? Whose bats are just going to well, decide to stop yeah. swinging? I don't know. Well, the Indians lost the guy last night late in the game who dove into first. Right. Bradley Zimmer broke a bone in his hand diving into first, running it out. It's just those diving into first base hand injuries. injuries. A lot of groins and as well obliques are huge. Yeah, Fingers are huge. The bases are as hard as a rock. Yeah. Everyone's diving head first. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's getting But weird. guys are playing harder now. They're bigger. They're faster. They play harder. And yes, <laughs> Courtney's laughing at me. And I really don't know why. I think I said something in the air. And if I said something, I'm gonna have to cut it out. No, I really it's don't. It's just know. funny. Like you're saying a lot of innuendos without realizing it, and I'm like cracking up. I knew that's I'm, what you were laughing just because at. Because I'm like a 13 year old child. I knew that's what you. Yeah, were I'm just like at. a little girl. Let's continue our conversation. Yeah, yeah. I'm the person who like you read a textbook and like someone says like a funny word and I'm like laughing because I'm inappropriate and it's just horrible. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's me too though because like. It's like I never grew up. When I fart, I laugh. You do. And if I'm by myself, I laugh hysterically. <laughs> or when you think you're by yourself, you still laugh. And I'm like, heard that. When I, I just, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just what I do. Yeah. Super um, child. Um, can we talk about the AL Cy Young? Okay, let's talk about the AL Cy Young. Yes, because I mean, I feel like we got into it a little bit, right? So who do you think it's going to go to? Right? It's between. It, at this point, it goes to Corey Kluber Corey now. Kluber. It goes to Kluber because with the. It his rise his back to where he was <laughs> yeah. coincides with this very historic win streak, and a lot and of eyes are now getting oh, on this exactly. Well, a lot of writers talk about Kluber had a better second half. Listen, Kluber was hurt in April with his back, but because wasn't it he more pitched than the second half. They yeah. say second half. But That's what, what I'm June? saying. Here's Corey Kluber's timeline. He started pitching in April. He finished April with the tune of. An ERA south of five. Yeah. He and clearly he went to the World Series, so he was pitching till November third. Is that when the Cubs won the World Series? I don't know. Technically, the last game was on the second. Yeah. So he pitched really bad in April, set out all of May, then came back in June. And when you compare every single stat he has starting June 1st, I'm talking ERA, whip, average against strikeouts. Chris Sale has him in case per nine, but Kluber's pitched more innings. He struck out more. He's got all better numbers. Corey Kluber has to be your guy because you have to ask yourself this. Who do you, who do you want as your pitcher if it's like a game seven? Right. Who do you want? If you take Kluber against Sale, Kluber every time. Yeah, are people starting every to recognize time. that? Like, are, is he I on think, the radar for the? Listen, he won, young, or he, won, si- he won in Cy Young in twenty fourteen. Right? Yeah, I know that. Do you want to know what I think gets Sale? I think it's the way he looks. He's got that side action, and he looks like Randy Johnson on the mound. And he I thought you meant looks, like, looks like his face. No, like, he weird. he looks dangerous, and his mound presence, as far as his confidence and what he brings to the mound, as far as like Commanding. this intimidate, he come he's his mound presence is unlike 
anyone that yeah, currently pitches right but now. You know they're looking at. Stats. But Coy Kluber Come throws on. a baseball like a UF, like it moves like a UFO that you see above a cornfield or something. Yeah. And so I think at this point Kluber wins it. But I read stuff as of last week. Boston sports writers have literally written that well, that Chris Sale's going to win it. and It's going to be kind of a runaway. Well, they're speaking it. They want to like speak it into fruition. Well, it's kind of comparable to Jake Arrieta's 2015 run, where he went 16 and one in his last 20 starts, right? With a .86. Now Kluber's numbers aren't that good, but they're better than Chris Sale's technically. If you take their whole entire season, right now Kluber has a better earned run average, lower WHIP, better numbers. I think it's going to depend how far um, the Indians get into the postseason. Well, they don't factor that in. I know. Yeah, they say that. But, but if I don't. You're, I I don't know. I think that if your team's looking hot and you're looking good in the postseason, yep. like okay, tell me that doesn't take into doesn't. that you don't take that into consideration. But I think at this point, when you factor in an 18 game win streak in Kluber's numbers, I think he's, Kluber he's has to win it, it at this point. Well, I, I I love Chris. I love to watch him pitch. He's one of the guys where if he's pitching, I want to watch him. Kind of like Max Scherzer. Like if they're mm-hmm. throwing, I want to watch. Him. Um, I'll be happy if any player who's not a Boston Red Sox wins the Cy Young, regardless of if I like him or not. Corey Kluber gets it. And in the National League, Max Scherzer, I would say, gets it. Yeah, I think we can agree on that. I would imagine. But that brings up an interesting playoff thing because if you. If the Indians and the Red Sox play each other, Chris Sale's almost useless. Chris Sale's had two starts. Against the Indians this year, he's thrown eight innings and grabbing up. He's pitched, I think, eight innings against the Indians this year, and they've got him for fourteen runs. That's what I'm saying. So, who do you think is the stronger team in that matchup? The Indians. The Indians are the have a better pitching staff. Uh huh. And they have a better offense than the Red Sox since the Red Sox have lost Ortiz. Yeah. They're not hitting with a lot of power. I don't think the Red Sox, even since the Yankees are the wild card, if the Yankees and the Red Sox. Which they won't play in the playoffs because the Yankees will end up playing the Indians if the Indians have the better record and the Indians will win that matchup. But if they met in the playoffs, I would take the Yankees over the Red Sox. Well, and they have like a a vendetta now. They've got like a... Oh, the sign-stealing thing? What do you think any of that? Do you have an opinion on that? Like, do you think sign-stealing's good? Do you think it's bad? I do. So I think it's dirty. I think... Okay. You think think sign-stealing's dirty? You think the technology's dirty? I think the technology's dirty, right? So I think that there's going to be sign-stealing. Like, you think back into baseball, even in the beginning of baseball, right? You're going to be stealing signs. You're going to be talking, like, junk. You're going to be trying to, like, you know, uh, steal from the opponents. I get it. But it was more of, like, a... There was... And, and I don't know even why I'm saying this, but I feel like there was still honesty behind the stealing. Now you are using technology to steal. I find it dirty. I find it cheap. I feel like it takes away the integrity of the game, and I don't like it. And I don't like that they basically just got a slap on the wrist. I feel like, okay, like when you're talking about Boston sports, New England sports, they made the biggest deal out of the world about the Patriots, right? About the... Um, the about them deflating footballs. Yeah, about deflating footballs, right? And here, there's blatant cheating, and they admit to it, and everyone's just, like, blowing up about it for, like, a day. And then they're like, okay, well, slap on the wrist. Like, I just feel like it was, like, an inappropriate response. I mean, do you? how do you feel about it? Okay, that? I don't think they should be punished at all. Why? I think sign-stealing is a part of the game, first and foremost. It always has... Using an Apple Watch? 
Which, that's ridiculous. Well, okay, so that does break a rule because you can't have electronics like in the dugout. But do you realize these teams, like, right behind the dugout have, like, TV rooms where they can just go back there and watch the live feed and then look at the catcher signs. Then all they do is come out in the dugout and do the hands anyway. So in my yeah. opinion, what the Red Sox did added an unnecessary step because they didn't need to do that at all. It just adds an unnecessary step. Like, it literally would have saved them two seconds. The whole process itself sounds crazy. Like, what do they have? Someone running down to the TV room, then sending a text message to someone, then a guy in ump's got to read a text message, and then somehow get that out to the pitcher in two seconds to then, or no, they've got to get that signal out to the guy on the second who's got to get it to the back. Like, how much does it really help? How quick can they get that done yeah, from TV to text to Apple Watch the second baseman yeah, than that? that doesn't matter. It, it, I think there's so many people out there now who aren't even fans of baseball anymore, and I think that as things keep continuing, mm. like this doesn't add to the appeal of watching baseball. Listen, that you're on to another topic: baseball's PR problem, yeah. which I could talk about forever. Because the sign ceiling thing, it's li- I don't know. That's don't all. Like that's all strategy. And one, I do not agree with the Yankees tattletailing on the Red Sox. Then two, with I the know. Red Sox yeah. saying, oh, well, the Yankees use well, a Yes Network yes camera, network. In, yeah. in the, which they did have a camera right on the uh, hitting coach in the dugout. Whatever. On him the whole entire game for like three hours and 50 minutes. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. Fake news. I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> You're just a Yankees fan through and through, aren't you? Fake news. <laughs> but They probably did that after they found out about the no. Apple Watch. I'm all, I'm all no punishment on the sign ceiling. It, that's a strategy of the game. Every team has strategy, and that strategy includes changing signs and changing signals. Absolutely it does. Well, listen, do you realize that baseball started with change-ups, curves, and sliders being developed to fool the batter? Because it used to be you— Yeah, fool the batter. That's one thing. Yeah, so if, I, so if I'm a team and they're trying to fool me with their pitches, it's my job to crack that code and to say, okay, I've got to figure out what they're going to throw. That's fair game. Mm, I don't know. 100% I don't know when, fair game. I don't know when you became the Boston Red Sox No, I'm not fan, a Boston Red Sox but, fan, but I want my Cubs to figure out the signs of the Nationals. If they play Nationals in the playoffs, I want them to figure out what Scherzer and Gio Gonzalez and Steven Strasburg's throwing. You know what I mean? No, I don't. That's that's exactly what I want. And between the David Price and Dennis Eckersley fights to Dustin Pedroia not being a leader in the clubhouse, like the Red Sox are a mess this year. It is horrible. And this is just on – I mean, it just never ends. And then the gossiping and the fighting between the Yankees and the Red Sox, all this does is if you're a Yankees fan, which you are, it makes you hate the Red Sox more. But if you're not a Yankees or a Red Sox fan, you just hate both teams more. This yeah, is awful. I mean, so Don't do you like think it. that baseball itself has a PR problem, or you think just the New York and Boston like fight? I don't. You know, I got to research that thing more. I yeah. think I think baseball kind of has a marketing problem because baseball is real weird in the sense of if, for example, if Odell Beckham scores a touchdown, yeah. he's got the best dance moves in the world in the end zone, and that's just what happens, and it makes the game fun. Yeah. It adds personality to the game, right? They don't like show. And then, baseball. but if you're a if you're a baseball player and you're Christian Bethencourt and you hit a home run off John Lackey, post game he's like, I got a long memory, which means he's gonna put one in your hip next time he sees you. And even Yasiel Puig has said, I mean, this year I've been able to be myself and my numbers show it, but historically I felt like I couldn't be myself because in baseball these unwritten classic rules 
they're they're frowned upon and we can't be ourselves. And baseball, this is one of the reasons why I really wanted to start this podcast because one of my buddies on Facebook was like, I would listen to your podcast if you talked about a fun sport, which is the exact reason why I said I wanted to talk about baseball. Baseball is fun if you're a diehard baseball fan. Like my dad showed me how to play baseball when I was just a little kid and, and I've loved it ever since, right? But not everyone has that experience. And when you run into the NBA in the NFL, being able to develop these personalities of Draymond Green and Odell Beckham Jr., you don't really you can't do that in baseball because people can't be themselves. And when Yasiel Puig is trotting around the bases being himself, he gets hit in the hip the next time. And then he's charging them out and he gets suspended for eight games and he's losing money. Yeah. And the, or like, I feel like um, baseball's like a good old boy. I mean, sport. you can't just, just, they, players can't be themselves. Because And even pitchers, if a pitcher strikes someone out, they'll do a fist pump. But if you're the batter and do that, you're getting hit. And yeah. then it turns into a PR debacle nightmare when the Orioles and the Red Sox are throwing pitches at each other. And then that's when, what you had mentioned, when people aren't baseball fans, the only thing they see is the chaos of baseball. And they're like, so do they just throw baseballs at each other all the time? That's why I don't watch baseball. So then people don't think it's fun because the characters can't be developed because they can't be themselves. And it's just... Maybe they should just, like... Make- I could turn this into a whole episode. Well, maybe they should just be like, hey, I want to try something new. Whatever feels right for you, like, just do it. But then it's like, how do you... Well, here's... How do you get pitchers to not well, react? Here's a here's a big problem with a lot of that. Manny Machado almost got hit in the head. Right. Okay. Yeah. Those guys were throwing at, Cleve- at a Baltimore Orioles. Chris Sale threw behind a Baltimore Oriole and didn't even get a warning, I don't think. Yeah. So there's no punishment... For throwing in a hitter, and well, maybe uh, three weeks ago, Dylan Batances hit a guy in the head yeah. on the Tigers. Well, maybe it just I mean, needs to be addressed and reworked. And I mean, if only one football team celebrated their wins, right? Then it would be the same thing. So if you <clears throat> if you make it mainstream and somehow work it into the culture of baseball, I think it could really make it more fun. And I think that you would finally see some personalities of the players because you don't really see a lot of personality. You do not. The, you do not see the only time you see even if you watch like MLB networks like Quick Pitch in the morning, they don't do the funny interviews like even Sports Center does. Right. If Sports Center would have like a baseball tonight show again, but do it like in the Kenny Main style, like. Mm-hmm. That's your only shot to see those personalities. Or if you live in the market. So if I'm in Chicago and I'm in the market, yeah, I get to see Anthony Rizzo's and the cereal and all that stuff. And, like, I get to know the athlete. But Well, you know what? Uh, they can call into our podcast and, and we'll uh, let them show their personality. When I, we I, w- I would love it. I would. <laughs> I mean, like, that's part of the reason why we wanted to have this podcast was yeah. to just make stuff fun. Yeah. You know? Because make so many people. Yeah, because it's it just all, like, a lot of times baseball is just, like, it's an algebra class, and it's like and they have all us, this data in these numbers. Yep. And like, I'm doing this podcast when I first started the planet. I was like, his FIP and his WAR and his WHIP, and mm-hmm. Courtney was like, "What the heck are you doing?" Yeah, you know, what does that mean? And I'm, and it's just like, like that stuff's good and all, but the bare bones of it, like, I, I want to enjoy the sport. I want players that I love to watch, and you just you just want to see them play, you know, yeah. and to. At some point, I would love to see that out of baseball, where just personalities can develop, and you get a lot out of it. But either way, you know, we could have a whole episode on this. I know. I mean, we could just keep going. We're at 27 minutes right now. <laughs> I know. Um, you are listening to The Greatest Show on Dirt Podcast. If you've stuck around this long, code word. Do we want to give them a code word again? No, what? No code word. No code word. We know who our followers are. No, no, no. We have to have a code word. We always have to have a code word. Code word is, you're killing me, Smalls. 
Courtney doesn't know I'm doing this because I'm the only one that knows how to use GarageBand. And I cut it and she's not home right now. So guess what? You're killing me, Smalls. Who's really in charge of this show? I don't know a code word. We'll come up with one later. We'll be back. <laughs> no, we won't be back. We got to keep going. Oh, okay. Oh, we're for sure going to keep going. Well, we want this to be the uncensored because we're... No, not uncensored in the sense of we have to have a parental advisory on this. But we... we we still don't know what we're doing, but we're just going to do it anyway. Speak for yourself. I feel like I'm an expert at this point. Two I'm episodes a- in, and I can't see any room for improvement. You know what? Or, yeah, I mean, the Emmys might start coming in for us. We never know. Yeah, I didn't want to brag, but I'm really the talent behind this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> You're the talent, and I'm just sitting here. Well, we can... Let's, close, let's get through the Dodgers. Okay. Dodgers or Cubs, which route? Let's go Dodgers route. Dodgers, yeah. Because we um, we're going to talk about the NL Central when we call him my brother. Okay. The Dodgers, I don't even know what to think of him anymore. Two weeks ago, they were going to set the all-time wins record, and now they've lost 10 in a row. Yeah. And I think they're, they're pitching. Losers. <laughs> That's your take on that? Yeah, I don't know. I think that they're not really looking too strong. Well, we've got some numbers. They picked up you Darvish, and when they picked up you Darvish, uh-huh. this was going to be the team that just dominated and went through everybody. Numbers during the 10-game span. This is since August 23rd. August 23rd is the day Rich Hill lost his perfect game. Oh, uh, that okay. was really, really painful. Since August 23rd, Rich Hill has a 418 ERA. You Darvish, 949. So, pretty good. Kentamida. <laughs> 514. Yeah. Hinjin Ryu, 450. Clayton Kershaw, 372. Alex Wood, a touchdown with the extra point. (laughs) Wow, that's bad. This is a problem. And that's supposed to be the best team in baseball. They're running a negative 51 run differential. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Even the Cubs didn't slump this bad in their little window before the All-Star break. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this before. And I never had faith that the Dodgers would win the World Series. I don't know if they make it past the NLDS now. You think they're doing it on purpose or no? No, I think they're just falling apart. No, I I mean, I I think they intended to rest a few guys, but now they're playing baseball and they're just not winning games. Yeah. They. Well, maybe they peaked. Maybe they ran out of gas. Well, some people speculate that they don't have anything to play for. But this is a little excessive. Like, you can't lose 10 in a row and be a professional athlete and just not have anything to play for. What does that mean, nothing to play for? Like, meaning, like, they've already got the division locked up and they already have home field advantage throughout uh, all I don't of know. baseball what about locked pride? up. Like, what do you mean, nothing to play for? Oh, so you just want to go out and, look and embarrass yourself? I, I would agree to that completely because I don't know. I mean, at least try. Dang. I don't know any athlete in the history of athletes that's ever been like, yeah, we just really just kind of I mean, don't like, need to play yeah, anymore. Yeah, like, I've got it unlocked. Like, I'm but just you, gonna, you want to win every single game. Well, not only Always. that, like, do you want to get on a losing habit? That way, when you go into the postseason, that's what you're used to? You think you're just going to pull wins out of your hat? I don't know. I mean, that momentum is huge. Yeah. Because you, I don't care how good of an athlete you are, when stuff starts to go south, it's going to get in your head no matter what. Of course. It absolutely is. This team was 91-36, and 36, now they're 92-50. and 50. Yeah, that doesn't sound okay. so good. So they're gonna they're gonna play the wild card team because yeah. no matter what, they're gonna have the best division in the National League. If who's the, gonna be the wild card team? Well, it's probably gonna be the Arizona Diamondbacks because mm-hmm. they'll beat the Rockies in the one game playoff. Do the Dodgers? The Dodgers win that. You think the Dodgers win that? 
I hope the Dodgers win. That's I don't. Th- I don't. No, think you Dodgers don't like the Dodgers, win. so you want. Listen to the, listen. I'll do this podcast not based on me hating or liking a team, just on what I think. Because when you're a Cubs fan, you don't get playoff baseball, yeah. so you develop this sense of realism of like, okay, I'm going to analyze this and who do I think is going to win? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. So I can look at it. In a I real think way. there's zero chance. I always said from the beginning, you Darvish does not win a playoff game with the Dodgers. This big trade that they had that stirred up all this stuff two minutes before the deadline was over. Mark my words, you heard it first right here. You Darvish does not win a playoff game. And the Dodgers do not make it past the Diamondbacks. Okay. There's no way. Robbie Ray, Zach Godley, Zach Granke. Fernando Rodney has a four-plus earned run average as a closer, but he literally gave up 15 earned runs in an inning and a third. If you literally take that out, he has like a 2.1 ERA. Hmm. With closers, he's just as he's a better closer, wins above replacement than Wade Davis is, who hasn't blown a save all year. You tell me. Yeah. That's a good number. That's They've really got a good, good they got a guy named Archie Bradley who not to be confused with Archie Andrews, who we just binge-watched Riverdale, Riverdale with. I'm so embarrassed I just said that on air right now. This is so bad. You can't cut that. Sorry. I'm not, oh, I'm not going to cut it. I have no shame. I watched Gossip Girl front to back, too, so I don't even care. But the Diamondbacks have a good setup guy, which is yeah. phenomenal. They got a good lineup. That's what it is. Arizona wins. I don't, okay. have, I don't have much else on this. We okay. can touch the NL Central real quick. You've got the Cubs. They're two games up on the Cardinals and the Brewers right now, but they're imploding at a rapid, rapid Alarming rate. Alarming rate. And, who, and honestly, who knows where it's going to stop. I the, don't know if they win the division. I hope they do, obviously, for biased reasons. But if not, I think the Brewers take it. I always thought the Brewers took it because I like their starting pitching. But they got a good starter named Jimmy Nelson who dove back into first on a pickoff attempt who hurt his shoulder and he's out for the year. Heck, I don't know. If the Cardinals are really holding tight to that cat, maybe they take it. Who knows? I maybe I maybe think the Cardinals do now. Only, but... but the Brewers, the, the Brewers have a good bullpen. They got a guy named Josh Hader who's a lefty mm-hmm. who throws like Andrew Miller, Chris Sale, lefty side action, who is a stellar guy. They picked up Anthony Swarzak in a trade from the White Sox. Great setup guy. Did they do They've got a guy named Knable. What's up? Did they do that in anticipation for the postseason? Picking up Swarzak? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But the Brewers didn't spend too much because they're still in the rebuilding phase. They're just ahead right now. Yeah. So they didn't do a whole lot. Yeah. But well, you know what? It might have been enough because who knows? They might actually come through and win the division. Well, the Cubs are going to be in a problem because Jake Arrieta hurt his hamstring. Is, how, did they say if he's out? He's out indefinitely because with a hamstring, you just don't know. You saw Starling Castro come back too early and yeah. had to go back because the hamstring is one of those things where it'll pull. You think it goes away. Then all of a sudden, you try to pitch a game. You get out there. You get hot. and. It's pulled again, yeah. Well, that is it for this week's episode of The Greatest Show on Dirt. I am your host, Quentin, as well as Courtney. She is here somewhere coming to you live from the Sweet Bee Studios. Thank you to everybody that took the time to listen. And, yes, thank you, and we will see you next week.